It is the iconic Monsters of Rock challenge, and a shocking extermination leads to another monster departing. And Natalia's here? What? Let's dive into the fallout. late stream well late for late for some of us but mm -hmm. <laughs> later for me than i'm used to because <laughs> fucking daylight savings listen i'm a night owl so i live i live for those oh, me too <laughs> <laughs> same anywho welcome to the fallout tv where we are your number one source for the fallout of the boule brothers dragula season four episode four the iconic Monsters of Rock challenge. I'm Logan Murphy. And I am the guest judge, JK, not judge, guest host <laughs> of the evening, Natalia. Yes. Oh, bestie. Hello. Hello. How are we doing on this fine, lovely, very late for you <laughs> Friday <laughs> evening? It's okay. I got my drink. I'm here. Yes. We're going to have fun. Yes. Oh, my God. Now I must ask, what are you? What are we drinking tonight? Um, I threw some shit together in my like pantry, but right. it's like a strawberry right. lemon vodka with some mojito juice, a little bit of grenadine, and then some simple syrup. And this is why we're friends. Yeah, I got because a pantry. It's locked. <laughs> we don't. We have like so we moved not recently anymore. We moved in June. We still haven't unpacked our alcohol, so it's literally sitting in a box next to our breakfast bar. Which is fine. I was it's say, cool. That'd have been gone already for me, like, but it's okay. I mean, I honest to God, anymore, I just drink wine. Like I'm yeah. a wino, so like I always have wine in the fridge. I have wine in the fridge right now that I should have grabbed, but Whatever, but we are here nonetheless. Things are exciting. You may recognize this icon, legend, and star if you're watching the penthouse season four, um, just looking a little bit differently than normal. Mm -hmm. But um, by the way, go check out our three episodes that we have so far talking about the penthouse. There would be more, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> My NDA saying no comment. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. But we're not here to talk about the penthouse tonight, at least. We are here. Dragula, season four, episode four. I've said that like four times already, but it's fine. <laughs> but, Miss Natalia, what are we thinking about this season so far? You know honest opinion the judging had been a little rocky for me we'll talk about it yes yeah but overall 
I support, like, I love a lot of these queens. A lot of these queens are giving what they need to give. Like, I'm really impressed with, and I've got, like, my standouts, but, like, yeah, it's definitely the season's getting better and better as it goes. So I'm appreciating that. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, as an Arizonan where, you know, we don't get a lot of people cast on shows. Mm -hmm. And I think still to this day, the only major reality show to have a winner from Arizona is Big Brother. Mm It's fucking Hayden of all winners, but it's fine. (laughs) Of all fucking people that had to be Hayden. Um, I'm very happy that we got three Arizonans. I'm very mad two of them went home in the first two episodes, but it's fine. Um, it's fine. No, it's, it's okay. Fine. Don't forget, I'm from Oklahoma, and you know we never get anyone either. And the Oklahoma girl went home hard. <laughs> but oh like, my God. Our, most, our most famous person from Oklahoma, because nobody's ever won from Oklahoma um, mm-hmm. on like a big show. We got Brittany Haynes. So oh. yes, like oh I'll take her any God. day. Okay. We just had Work. JD on Survivor. Like <laughs> Work. <laughs> I mean, that worked out so well for him, but (laughs) we're going to have to have you on for Big Brother season because I know it's going to be entertaining. Oh, that's my show. Who knows? You may see see me on it. Let's know. We never know. Who knows? You may see me on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jordan, you on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might see her on another show. Dang. She's She's Canadian. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll get the... We'll get a guest judge or a guest host or guests. Or, or you know, their own Big Brother, which is my favorite oh. franchise. Okay. Um, yeah, because we do, we do Canada, Australia, and the U.S. Ooh. And this will be our second year doing all three. And it's like a whirlwind, adver- like, oh boy, it's a lot. <laughs> and like... Yeah. <laughs> Big Brother is technically happening in Australia right now. I just refuse to watch because they eliminated Omarosa first. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. But regardless, yeah. Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> we love ta- we love tangents late on a Friday. But we're gonna dive into this episode. I'm really happy you're here for this episode because oh boy. Drama, 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 with a side of drama and a little bit of extra drama sprinkled on top. Yes. With some electricity surrounding the bowl of drama. <laughs> so much. Oh, oh my God. So we're going to dive into all of that. But before we do, if you're watching with us live, if you're watching with us live, thank you for being a night owl, first of all. But... <laughs> If you're watching with us live or after the fact on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, make sure to subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And if you're listening to us afterwards, wherever fine podcasts can be listened to, make sure you're also giving us a like and a follow. Comment and share because we are the only podcast with this many gorgeous guest hosts, specifically for Dragula, because you're the only guest host so far for Dragula, so you are automatically the prettiest. Thank you. Thank you. It's okay. I'll take that crown any day. <laughs> now, if we get a certain other person from Penthouse Season 4, then maybe you'll get eclipsed. I love you so I, much. I, there's like... no chance. There's no chance. Like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> vote me out. Vote me out. <laughs> I will never vote you out, Bestie. But 
Also, make sure to follow us on the Twitter, especially at the Fallout TV for all the most up-to-date Fallout TV news, especially like today because we canceled one of our streams last minute. Things happen. Life happens. Um, And all of our audio, video, and social links are available in our link tree, which is available below wherever descriptions are available for you. And Natalia's links are all there as well, so make sure to go check that out. Um, eventually, once I get my makeup done, maybe we will do a full podcast and drag when yes. I finally decide to be good at makeup, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that'll happen eventually. It's cool. But we start the episode. And oh boy, I have not been this excited for an intro sequence uh, all season because we get a lot of almost naked hairy sweaty men and it was a good time and on cue we love lewis we love lewis i love you lewis i love you so much (laughs) oh my god but yes this intro sequence while confusing at first um i was not mad See, and it was a longer one, which I really appreciated. Like it, it was like, like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they really were like, we're gonna give the the men some dance, some airtime. Like I was like, oh, and the little homage of bitch pudding as the janitor. I screamed when bitch pudding came on my screen again. I love her. I think she's currently doing. She's currently doing a gig with like a bunch of the Dragula girls and Monique Hart right now in LA. Yes. And I'm like, those are all of my favorite people. So like, I'm. I wish I was there. I'm not, but I wish I was. I've met um, Monique, lovely woman. Like, uh, amazing. We can talk about her I, more after, but <laughs> please, yes, my favorite queen to ever be on Drag Race, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it was a lot. This intro was a lot. People getting mm-hmm. choked out. We love it. Don't drop the boulets tequila. Clearly. Just don't, don't spill do a it. drink on them. Yeah, like, be nice. No. Like, keep yourself clean, professional. Don't try to be sexy and then knock over their tequila. <laughs> like. Or do if you really want to get choked out by sweaty, attractive, well, hairy men. Not that much. <laughs> like, maybe a little, but, like, not to that extent. Like. I would still like to breathe at the end of the night, please. Thank you. Um, but we get back to the boudoir. I'm really sad that I can't call, that it has a name and that I can't call it the long table room anymore because I used to call it the long table room. I know a lot of people call it the coffin room. Like, uh, period. It has a name. It does. And the backstage has a name. And I'm like, is this the first season that both of them have a like a name? <laughs> Like with AMC, like no, we need to name all of these rooms. So come up with some spooky names Ooh. for these rooms. <laughs> oh my god! But they walk back in, and everyone is like, "Oh my god!" Last week was so crazy, and these monsters are still having to convince Bitter that she was in the top last week. And I'm just like, girl. No. <laughs> also, just... for... okay. Oh, no, you go. 
I was going to say, for reference, we don't call her by her name. We call her better. Okay. So um, that's okay. You can call her by her name if you want to. I just choose not to. That's fair. Um, definitely, like, my, like, reaction to that is I was like, yes, you're in your head. But, like, when nine or eight or however many are, like, are literally telling you you were in the top, just accept it. Like, don't try to make a, don't try to get your airtime. You don't need to make a scene. Like, it was just very much like, it's okay to have doubt. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a competition. But I was like, come on, girl. Like, get over it. Yeah. It was like, and you were literally called with all of the other girls in the top. Like, if you were in the bottom, the boules would have told you once again, bitter, you're safe. Yeah. Like, but everyone's talking about who they think went home. And it was, I thought this was kind of weird. It was weirdly a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I'm a little biased. And I think Saint is a phenomenal drag artist. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. I think you will probably be biased in the same way that I am. I did not want to see Miss, Miss Kane go home. No, not all. Being a fellow Oklahoma queen, I was like, this is the first time ever an Oklahoma queen has gotten representation on any drag show. Uh, I mean, Kelly Mantle is an Oklahoma queen now, but she, back then she wasn't. We, but we stand Kelly Mantle nonetheless. No, we do, and her bacon. <laughs> but, like, it was that, and then also, like, the fact that, like, her death scene in the previous like they never showed her face like she's one of the first queens that they never showed getting killed yeah. and that was just like okay you know what she's gonna come back at some point <laughs> because so we talked about it and i thought that was so interesting and i actually went back and like thought about the other um the other exterminations where we don't directly see the person die mm -hmm. and the only one i could think of kind of was louisiana purchase Oh, and the drowning. Because we see we see her being drowned, mm -hmm. but then all we see is the shaking leg, and then her leg stops. Mm -hmm. I think actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, I think they like long pan away from her body. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, we talked about that earlier in the week, and I think that's very, very. I'm gonna hold on to that nugget of information. That's what I'm gonna say because I. I also don't think that should have been the bottom two last week. Mm -mm. Um, I don't think Coco should have been in the bottom, point blank. I uh, agree with the critique that her outfit wasn't dirty enough. Yes. I don't agree with the critique that they were like, you're giving us the same every week, because I don't see it. All she, the only unifying factor is big titties. Exactly, like, she that's got her. It. That's it, like... And she loves the, like, the very, like, sexual, like, her movements may be a little similar because she's just very sexual. She likes to be pretty. She likes, but that's, like, to me, that doesn't qualify enough to keep putting her lower in the bottom. Yeah, I, I'm still kind of, I'm still upset about it. I was not, I'm not surprised given that it was Coco and Saint in the bottom Oh, right. I did not think after winning Resurrection that they would eliminate Saint in the exact same spot she was eliminated in on yeah. her first season yeah. because she went out third. And so I was like, 
they're not going to do this to Miss Saint again, but they didn't, thankfully. And the fact that um, she won the vampire challenge, like, was a full, like, 360 for her. She's getting an interesting storyline, and yet mm-hmm. not being shown at all. No. It's so interesting to me. And, like, obviously, there were four specific people that were shown very much in this episode. We'll talk about it. But even then, like, I think at this point in the season, she is being under-edited the most, I would say. Yeah. Um, Up until this episode, I would have said Jade. But... Jade gets a lot of screen time in this episode, so, like, good for you, gal. You want to know who um, else is slowly slipping into, like, the less edited, though? Hoso. So, yep. Yep. I noticed the same thing, and I'm waiting for Hoso to get a win. Me too. I still am in the camp of Hoso and Dolly should have won episode two together. Okay. Instead of Z- or instead of Saint. See, I definitely think Dolly should have won episode two. I can get behind Hoso. Like, I do think if you're going to pair them up. Why is it not a pair up. win? Mm-hmm. And why is it not a pair extermination? Agreed. Yeah. It, that, that challenge was just bizarre. We talked about it. It was um, a wild mess. <laughs> but Saint comes back alive. Mm-hmm. And almost, <laughs> she's like, I'm back. I'm back. We woo. <laughs> it's like almost immediately. They're like, we're not wasting any time today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. I find it interesting that the intro was five minutes when this is the second shortest episode of the season so far. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that and I was like, okay, Boulez, I, I, I see you. Um, but yes, we go to the, uh, we go to the floor show stage. We already knew it was Monsters of Rock, but they find out it was mon- it's Monsters of Rock. Two poppies bite your teeth. The only, so personally, the only, <laughs> <laughs> the only experience I have with poppy is Crystal Method's Crystal poppy. <laughs> And so, and so I'm like, okay, you know, like, it's going to be a very interesting, like, I definitely went back and listened to the song after the episode. Yeah. I was like, okay, I want to know what this, like, sounds like. Um, I think, so I, I'm under the impression from, like, social media and whatnot that Poppy is very good friends with the Boulets, like, outside of this. Mm-hmm. And so in that regard, I understand, like, her being a part of it. I've listened to some of her other music, and I think some of her other songs may have fit a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I also fully loved this, like, very different song for Monsters of Rock. Because every year they've done it, they've kind of gone screamo every single time and so to get this very different one this very different kind of song to a song by a woman which i always appreciate yeah um it was just it took me a second and i've now watched the performance three times and i'm like on board and i'm here with it Mm -hmm. but it's still like 
did Poppy have the same sort of um, blackmail over the boulets that Mary Cherry had? Like, that's where I'm... Okay, and I want to preface this by saying, I think Mary Cherry is a very talented drag artist. I think Zavaleta is a very talented drag artist. I may despise her guts, but I think Bitter is a very talented drag artist. I just, I am judging these people based on the character that they are presenting on this reality competition television show. And that is what I'm personally judging on. And the specifically racist hate that Mary and Zava have been getting is fucking disgusting and needs to not happen. And if it's happening within our fallout community, it needs to stop. And that's what I'm going to say on that. With all that being said, I still think she has some sort of blackmail over the boulets. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> I don't understand how she was safe for three episodes. You know, the biggest, yes, I, yes. My biggest critique is when the boulets will give their little like, banter before they go into critiques and it's just the two of them and they're so misleading like it's like this person outfit horrible performance horrible gets to main stage you're safe it's like (laughs) i felt that way so much back to episode two for a second i felt that way so much with um with mary and jade both being safe Mm-hmm. for that challenge because truthfully for me bitter was bad i personally thought jade should have been in the top i thought jade did something very specific and also very like well done and mm-hmm. something that you would not expect from jade and mary was a fish and mary was a fish. So, this is where i we talked about and i was like if you want to yeah. do the joint bottom this is where Coco and Mary could have been in the joint bottom together, and I still think Coco beats out Mary. I think Coco beats out Mary in any scenario in that instance. Mm-hmm. Especially, it- I think especially in that extermination, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any universe Mary does it as successfully as Coco does. Mm-mm. Also, I would like to point out my icon legend star Brandon Lewis here. Hi, I love you so yeah. much. Yes. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was a lot. But Monsters of Rock, Poppies Bite Your Teeth, we'll talk about it more. I thought it ended up turning out really, really phenomenal on one end and still pretty good on the other end. Um, But we end up with the two bands, the first being Zenith, headlined by Dali, with Hoso, Saint, and Zava. And then we have Glam Rot, which is led by Sigourney. Despite some people not thinking that she was the leader, Fun fact, she was the leader um, with Bitter, Jade, and Mary. And I just, what I love about the Boulets is, <laughs> is Swanthula fully going, yeah, we've chosen your teams to maximize the drama. And I love a self-aware reality competition host. That's one of the few things I appreciate about TJ Lavin on the challenge. Uh, One of the only things I appreciate about TJ Lavin on the challenge. 
Um, yeah, I straight up was like, oh, you're telling us you want this to be drama. Okay, Swan, I see you. Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> see, I completely agree with that comment. My only critique with the way that they were picked out is I, one, I saw a clear winner and a clear loser. Like in my mind, yeah. I was like, I know exactly which band's winning. I know exactly which yeah. one is losing. But yeah. also I was like, if they really wanted the drama drama that they were looking for, they would have put Zava on the other team and they would have put it's Jade crazy. on the other one. Yep. That's yep. exactly what I thought. Because like, in Give Jade her moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Then you get extra. But then it would have been because we do end up getting drama between Bitter and Jade specifically, and then later yeah. in the Cauldron between Jade and Bitter Mary. and Mary. Yeah. But if it was Zava, it pro- it feels like it probably would have been more of a three, like a triangle sort of drama, mm-hmm. with Bitter just sitting in the middle, probably being like perfectly serviceable in the challenge which yeah. we'll talk about i thought she was perfectly serviceable yeah though and her, in her own words when she was like i was the one who held the team together <laughs> and i kind of hate agreeing with her mm-hmm. but i do the only time i didn't agree with that is when her like and jade were getting into it yes. like i do like i saw exactly like sigourney and bitter's conversation made sense which we'll probably talk about a little bit later but yes. then like seeing the way bitter and jade were getting into it, i was like oh no like this is this is not it right now not it no no this, no but we go back to the boudoir and zenith is i just love i love such a stark juxtaposition of teams on any of these shows and you just see <laughs> Zenith being like, this is what we're all doing. Is everyone okay with this? Dolly being a very, very good leader. And I'm not saying Sigourney wasn't. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about the whole cauldron discussion about her not being a good leader. I will say as much as I dislike Mary as a character on this reality competition television show, I did agree with a lot of what she had to say in that moment. Same. Um, We'll get into that. Um... I feel like this this episode's gonna take like an hour and a half, but honestly, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like, we're barely into it. It's thirty minutes in, but it's fine. Um, we see, yeah, so we see Zenith kind of coming together. Like they have a very clear idea from the jump. Everyone's cool with it. Everyone has, you know, an outfit that goes with the theme. Everyone is prepared. Everyone knows what they're doing. And then we see Glamrot. And immediately Sigourney is like, well, I think we should do something like haunting, but still glamour. And Mary shuts her down for the first of many times. And is just like, no, I think the Boulets want this to be more grungy, which to Mary's credit, the past two Monsters of Rock challenges have been won by teams doing a grungy sort of performance. Mm-hmm. So I will give her that point. I actually give her a lot of points in this episode, which is interesting um, because of how much I love Sigourney. But I can also be critical of Sigourney. Um, 
but they start bickering over Sigourney being the team leader. Now, Natalia, if you were given this challenge and were told, okay, you're the lead vocalist and this is your band, you would be under the impression that you were the, the leader of the team, correct? Oh, obvious. The lead singer right. of the band statistically and traditionally has always been the leader. Like there's a reason yeah. in season two, they were like, bitch pudding, you were doing poorly. So we're putting you as the lead singer leader to take charge of this because we want to see you do better. Like yeah. there's a reason you're put as a lead singer and not like if Mary was lead singer, we know she would fight for leader. Like, you know what I mean? Like she would instantly be like, she's leader. If uh, Zavaleta was lead singer, you would know who the leader of the group was. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I I don't think Sigourney did a bad job of expressing that to the team. No. I think Mary was just very confused. And I'm going to be a little honest, and I don't know if this is the truth or not. It feels like Mary has never watched Dracula. In a way, I don't know this to be true, and if it's wrong... I would love to know, yeah. but it feels, and I've said this for a while, and this is no shade because again, I do think she's a very talented drag artist at what she does, but I feel as though Mary has tried so many times to get on Drag Race and said, I'm not campy enough to do Camp Wanakiki. Let me try out for Dragula and see what happens and got on. That's kind of just the perspective I'm getting. Yeah. As shitty as that sounds, like, I, I recognize it sounds shitty, but, like, that's kind of just the the way that she has been throughout the whole season. I think the thing with Mary is, well, a lot of the challenges so far, I think a lot of the queens have struggled in fulfilling Dracula's core competencies of, like, glamour, filth, or horror. Like, I feel like we haven't seen that from very many queens. And I think that's been, like, Mary's biggest challenge is she hasn't given any of those three yeah. in any of the previous episodes. Where I could see, I definitely think everyone else on the season has at least satisfied one of those three pillars, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, I would agree with that for sure. Um I would say most of them are, like, barely on one and, like, kind of sticking to one. See, Jade is the one character where I'm, like, first episode she gave us filth. She was eating the, like, the worms. But then, like, second episode comes around, I'm not getting much. Third episode comes around, I'm not getting much. (laughs) This episode comes around, I'm getting glamour. We'll we'll talk about Jade. I actually, and again, I go back to her episode two performance. It just, I love a Barbie reference. And that was very, like, to the T, Barbie, but at the Nosferatu beach party. Yeah. Which, again, we have to reference that the Boulets said specifically Anne Margaret, which is 60s, which, again, leads me to why I think Jade was safe. Because Saint... And Dolly, to an extent, and Hoso gave 60s, whereas Jade gave 50s Barbie. 
but I still thought it was phenomenal for me. Regardless, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but if you have a comment. Um, so <laughs> we were <laughs> talking about the bands. Um, I think yes. kind of going back to like the core competition, Mary to me has not given any, like the first episode was a marshmallow. <laughs> The second the episode, ep fish. the first episode was cosplay. The, the first episode, yeah, fully, where their uh, belt broke and they had to zip tie it last second, as mentioned on the show. Like, yep. Second episode, they're a fish. Third episode, I thought the look was fine, but that was not an eye. That was a block of black that you painted on your face with giant, really bad eyebrow or um, eyelashes. Yep. The one, the one-eyed alien, the brothel where you, mother, where you, where you could still see both of her eyes. Yeah, like it was. Mary's just not been giving what's needed to be given, and it's sad seeing other queens go home that were giving what was needed and just Agreed. had an error along the way. So. Agreed. Agreed. Um, cutting in. Because we'll talk about the on-stage part a little bit. Um, but this is the point where Mary and Jade kind of go off. And they have their little conversation. Bitter and Sigourney are having their conversation. And Bitter is talking about, like, I just don't want all of this drama that's already happening to result in me being in the bottom again. Um, which was valid. Um yeah. And then we see Mary and Jade, and this is one of the moments where I saw the Mary, because I actually followed Mary for a couple of years on Instagram, so I knew who she was going into the season. Mm -hmm. And this was giving the Mary that I knew from, like, Instagram and from what, like, I know some New York City queens and I know some Brooklyn queens and, like, I know people who have worked very closely with Mary. And so, like, they, this is the Mary that I know. And this is a moment I really appreciate. Like, getting to see vulnerability, not only from Mary of being like, listen, like, I'm here to, like, actually hear you out. And then also getting it from Jade, where Jade has mentioned the other reality show. The other show. I Does ANC just not have the rights? I'm wondering if... Jade has or she something. she just doesn't want. I don't think she wants to talk bad about the other show or give it any yeah. sort of negative impression that could hurt, like hinder her future drag career. Um, so that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. Um, but I love that like Jade is very open in this moment of like, you know, being on the other show didn't feel right because yeah. I there is this expectation within the drag community where it's like you perform because you love it, but a lot of girls perform to be a drag race girl. A lot of girls perform to be the star instead of just doing it for like them loving it. They want to do it for the fame, for the money. And I think yeah. Jade's like really touching moment of like, that wasn't me. Like, I don't appreciate, like, I don't like that person anymore. I've changed. I've took over a new leaf. Like this is where I was like, okay, Jade is like truthfully like here for the right reason, not here to just be on another reality show. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, it, it touches back to me. I believe it was in the Boulay's mini critique by themselves before the actual critique moment from last episode, 
where they were talking kind of in depth about Jade and being like, we've seen her perform in Louisville and do these like crazy Dragula-esque things and like doing very, very well. And we're just not getting that from her. Yeah. And I, I, I almost wish she had had a little bit more time and had been on season five. Like, I, I just, I don't, and I don't know if it's separation because season five happened, what, nine years ago at this point? Yeah, no, it's something been a like while. That. Yeah, something like that. She, she was finally out of her contract with Drag Race. So mm-hmm. we love to see it. But I, I don't know. And she talks additionally about um, getting over her addiction, which is, Actually, it's something I knew about her because I have followed her very closely since the other reality show. Yeah. Um, and so I knew about that and her being able to talk to this new audience about that who may not have seen her since season five of the other reality show. Um, for me, this is also the first moment that we're truly seeing Jade on this season. And it is a little frustrating because I genuinely really enjoy them. Um, I can also imagine that it's very difficult being from season five specifically and being someone who is pretty much only known from back rolls and their really bad hair runway. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah. No, I think... I have, like, kind of looking at Jade from season five, that's how I felt like I started in drag. Like, -hmm. I felt like I had to be pretty. I was, like, I'm white passing, um, but, like, I'm a proud Asian American. Like, I felt like I had to be, like, like, this standard twink that performed and looked fish or, like, feminine. And that was very much Jade's persona on season five. Like, I'm here to look pretty. I'm here to, like, turn looks. I'm here to bring a little bit of chaos and drama just to get some, like, time. But, like, I truthfully want to know, like, and I wish I could ask Jade this, like, did you go into the expectation of season five that you were going to win? Because I feel like that's another time, like, I do agree with you completely. I think she was on it too early. I think if she was on like season seven even i would say i feel like she would i feel like she would have thrived on eight seven or eight i think she would have thrived on i think seven it has like because then she would have i mean season seven had all of the literal twinks in america but like (laughs) yeah and that's an interesting conversation for another time that i think we'd have to have you back for because we've wanted to look at like drag race as a whole instead of focusing on like the individual seasons and i wish we had time to do that now the problem is like there's a new season popping up every four minutes so it's just it's one of those difficult things but definitely like we wanted to look at like how things have evolved and like to that point season seven just being kind of an enigma when it comes to drag race um but yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It makes it interesting for me that, like, and this is, again, no shade, but people like Jade 
and I would say, I don't know, like Magnolia Crawford, um, some of these like queens that didn't make a stamp, how they got on the show before someone like Thorgy who applied every year and like is a like very, very like very despite uh despite her performance on her most recent season of drag race an amazing artist yeah mm-hmm. and i've had the luxury of seeing her live and it's better than drag race yeah um brandon we'll have you on i want to do like a full like round table at some point of just like all the fans just like make it a series a little bit but That'll probably happen in mid-2023 at the rate that we're going with Drag Race. So, (laughs) honestly, like, (laughs) but, okay, so we got the Mary and Jade conversation. We got the Bitter and Sigourney conversation. They go to the stage. Zenith is doing great. Shocker. Um, (laughs) And Glamrot is falling apart. Shocker. This is where we see this is where we see Bitter and Jade fighting over the amount of gags in the performance. Um this is also where I mean Bestie, at this point, it's gonna be mid-2023. Be and we'll be on like season 22 of Drag Race in the US by then. So like we'll have a lot to talk about. Um I'm fully like on pins and needles waiting for a season 14 cast reveal at any given day because I know it's coming soon. Uh, like, we know it's coming. The way they but, probably filmed uh, last February. Like, um, I think, I actually think they filmed in April? I was about to say, they, I, because I cause, know of some of the queens that were, like, uh, will be on, but, like, I'm still just waiting for that official reveal. I mean, I know that, I, I know the spoilers of the season because I like to <laughs> indulge myself. Um, Because I can't wait. Um, But she filmed something that will be coming early 2022, and then season 14, and then something else that will be coming mid-2022, allegedly, involving a lesser number of people. But if you know, you know. I know know you know. Um, Because we've talked about it. Uh (laughs) But... Yeah, Bitter and Jade are bickering over the amount of gags. Mary, again, is like, Mary stops the performance. And Jade brings this up earlier, which I loved. Mary stops the performance to tell Sigourney how bad she's doing as a leader. Not in the performance, but just like, I really think you're not doing well at this like leading thing. And I still don't really know if you're like the leader of this. And again, she has to be like, I'm the leader. I'm the leader. (laughs) I am the leader. So we love, we love being on the train, on your phone, supporting the Fallout family. We love you, Brandon. Yeah. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) But um, I just, and this is, these are the moments, I'm not going to lie, where I love Mary. Just fully, like, I don't want to use the term delusional because I don't think she was. And Jade uses it later, and we can talk about that. But eventually, in our two-hour episode, talking about a 62-minute episode of television. Um, <laughs> but um, 
I wouldn't say that she's like the delusion is real, but I would say just like her unawareness of the situation to just like be mid like um, practicing and it's just like, you know what? I just really need to say right now, I still don't think you're doing good as a leader. It's just like, what? I think another thing with it is like, she mentions, I don't remember in what episode, but she's like, if the camera's there, you're gonna hear me talk. Like, she's very much like, a camera person she's like you've always got to be camera ready and so in my mind i'm like i wonder if she does play certain things up to be able to get to get like more time for the camera and to me this is one of those situations where she can like tear someone down to make them potentially do worse like in a challenge which could further your own game could be strategy who knows but also like it's just the way that this group had been dysfunctional legit from the beginning. And it's that little thing you're just throwing in there. Like, and the Boulets fully knew it would be dysfunctional. Uh-huh. And knew this was going to happen. And did it on purpose. It just makes it even better for me. And I kind of wish Drag Race did the thing where like they picked groups more often. Instead of like, my roommate is actively rewatching season six right now. For some reason, um, I'm not fighting him on it because love season six. But he, like, we were watching. I think it was the um, one of the challenge. Oh, it was the shade the rusical. Okay. And out of nowhere, like, there's no prompting. They weren't even relevant in the week before. They didn't win. They didn't lip sync or whatever. Rue was like, "Daylight and Adore, you get to pick your team." <laughs> And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> neither of them, like, neither of them won. Neither of them lip synced. Like, if anything, have Darian and April do it. Because Darian won and April just survived a lip sync. So, like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like instead of that, just be like RuPaul, just pull like pull eggplant emojis out of a bag, like they do kind of on Project Runway, to just like assign the teams. Like I don't even care if it's rigged. Big Brother veto competition. Adore. (laughs) Bianca Del Taco Trio (laughs) and Laganja. Yes, God, Honey Mama. Oh Lord! Oh my God! This is some of the most fun I've had in a while. I'm not gonna lie, but Jordan, I miss you if you're watching this episode. I don't know if she is, but I miss her. Um, then we go back to the boudoir before the performance, and we find out that Sigourney volunteered to make Mary's performance outfit. Because all of them had pleather outfits and Mary didn't. And at this point, I will say, I was still confused. Because I was under the impression that the look that they used in the floor show was the look they were performing in. Okay. And I was so confused why Sigourney was making Mary's... This was like on first watch. I was like, why is Sigourney volunteering to make Mary's floor show look? Like, I was so confused by it. Yeah. Um, I was just like, what is happening? What is this? And then I realized it was the performance look. 
which was very different. Um, and Mary is still complaining about Sigourney saying two days ago she would get this look done and she's still not done. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? Like, I feel like Bianca Del Rio, what do you do successfully, quickly in this challenge? Like, what? I like the comment that kills me in this episode that Mary makes is they're like, Mary, what were you doing? I was getting my stuff together. What do you have? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you have to get together? Because we'll talk about like. The wig that falls off? <laughs> the entire like orange costume that we know you had made like before the show because you don't know how to sew. Like, what, no. what, what were you getting together? Because like all all the girls get the same amount of time and uh-huh. for some reason you had to get your stuff together still when everyone else like <laughs> what is happening i just i just oh at least i love on shows like drag race and project runway and dragula where they like fully break the fourth wall and let us know how much time it, this challenge has taken uh-huh. and I love that we fully know that this challenge took place over like I think four days yeah because first day rehearsal rehearsal floor show I think or it was three or four I don't know what would have happened we know, we know at least two days were made for a costume <laughs> that part and I think back to Kendra Onyx who's one of my favorites on season two being like yeah I just couldn't make any of the rehearsal days and I'm like how long did this challenge go on for? <laughs> like, did they have like two weeks? Like, what? And I mean, back in season two, pretty much everyone lived in LA, yeah. so like they all just like went home, <laughs> which was like the gag. She was like, "Yeah, I didn't have a ride there," and I'm like, "That is still one of the biggest enigmas to me." Is the first Monsters of Rock challenge? Where just like Kendra goes home because she couldn't get a ride to the rehearsal. Like that's why Kendra went home. <laughs> like that's why. It's, and I'm just like this show baffled me. <laughs> it's just really funny to see the parallels of this Monsters of Rock from season two to season four because there's so many parallels between it, like throughout the entire it's episode. Still, it's still just such a mess. It's uh-huh. still such a mess. And then season three, you got the group that quits. So it's like. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot about that. Oh my god. I'm mad it's I'm mad I missed when it was on Netflix. There was yeah. like a two-week period where seasons two and three, and I meant to watch it and I just didn't have time because there are 47,000 seasons of drag race right now. <laughs> like I like didn't have time and I'm just like waiting for them to upload it to Shutter because I just like they said they were going to. Yeah. Um so I'm just like I would like to see it, please. Um, Shudder is very interesting, but that's another conversation. Shudder, I would like to have a two-hour conversation minimum about the logistics 
of Shutter.com and the Shutter TV app specifically because I have feelings and thoughts. And the main one that I'll share tonight is why the fuck does it seem like they don't have an app developer? It genuinely doesn't seem like they have anyone who knows anything about tech. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. Okay. We've. We are 52 minutes in, Natalia, and we have finally made it to the floor show. <laughs> so now we'll be doing a rapid-fire toot boot of everyone's <laughs> Pretty much. Well, actually, here it's a little bit different. Um, you're a Survivor person, right? Yes. So we were inspired by Survivor 41, and we kind of stopped doing it because, again, 47,000 seasons of Drag Race, and we've just forgotten to do this. But... At the Fallout TV, we give either a yes okay. or a no. Okay. Um, inspired by the tribe that could and the tribe that fell apart. Uh, <laughs> is there like a <laughs> meh option? Is there like an in between or no? Is is we can do like a it's like a it's a RuPaul meh meh okay. Um, there can also be, like, there's different levels, so how they've, like, adapted the, like, soft toot on the show that we normally don't talk about, but we currently talk about because somehow they got Denali and Cheryl Hole in the same yes. Zoom call to talk about Drag Race UK, <laughs> which is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to share my screen, which I don't normally do. I'm not that kind of person. I don't do this very often. Boom. And present. Now I can't see it, so let me know when you see. Okay, it's loading. Okay, first slides up. Fabulous. So this is Monsters of Rock. We're going to talk about it in reverse order because I forgot that the floor show happened before the um, performance and I was too lazy to move the slides. That's so, fine. we are first going to talk about the performance by Zenith, which again was Dolly as the lead vocalist with Hoso, Saint, and Zava. What did you think? Um, so, real quick, going to their rehearsal, my favorite line mm -hmm. from Saint is when she looks to the group and says, Dolly, Hoso doesn't have any sort of moment to shine can we put something in for her? And like it in that so moment, good. it was because Saint is like in the editing, Saint's not been represented as well as they could be. Hoso's kind no. of also fallen into that. And so the fact no. that Saint like stepped up and was like, no, Hoso needs something. Like we're making sure our entire right. group is going to be cohesive. Um, right. I just, if I'm going to be very honest, if this is the top four of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's what I think, I'm going to say. I think it's definitely top... I'm going to say top five. five. I think it's top I five. I agree. Because um, this performance... I'm going to go out and say I think this is the best Monsters of Rock performance of the three seasons. I don't share that opinion. Um, okay. Personally, I think bitch puddings from season two which dolly was also in yeah so i think the key factor is if you got is dolly, dolly. <laughs> is dolly if you got dolly you're winning um 
I think that one was the best because I think they were most more okay. cohesive, but I think they fit the song better. I think this song Fair. with their four drag styles, very yeah. interesting. But I still loved it in a way. Oh, absolutely. And I love I love that Dolly fully went like gender queer drag and didn't try to like go poppy with it. I love that Hosa like stuck with her makeup. I love that Zava is just like absolutely fucking stunning. And Saint in the background just like holding it down. It's just for me, I, I definitely agree. I think the top two for me are Zenith and I don't remember what that band was called, but Bitch Puddings win. Um, I think those are definitely the top two for me. Yeah. Maybe that feels correct. I think it's PMS because I was like, who's also was in that group? It was Erica Clash and Disasterina. Yes, all icons. All literally. All icons. (laughs) Like my one of my goals in life is to meet Disasterina, just because I want to know what she's like in person. And I know it's going to be exactly the same way that she was on the show. And slight tangent again, I was very surprised to not see Disasterina on Resurrection. Same. Um, there were a, there were a lot of people I was actually surprised to not see. Um, Disasterina and Erica were two of them. Um, and I understand they tried to make it a little bit more balanced between the seasons, but where was Meatball Girl? I was about to say, yeah, because they chose some queens from season one that I necessarily wouldn't have picked. Um, Love Frankie, but... But no. Like, I'm sorry. You, like... I personally don't think they should have picked anyone that was in a finale, but that's just me. So, like... and. Like they were saying, another off-tangent thing, but like Victoria Elizabeth Black the entire time, they were like, oh, well, it's Victoria Elizabeth Black. So like, we know they're going to be well. Like, we know that they're going to do that. Like, it was very much like, we know they're this good. Like, they don't need to do this. And it was like, then why did you cast? It's like, if Resurrection was a full, like, all-stars season, you cast Victoria Elizabeth Black. Yes. But if Resurrection is what it is, you save Victoria for an all-star. Yeah. And that was, like, her whole storyline is, like, kind of, like, why am I here? Yep. Which, like, fair. I can't fault you in that. Yeah. Um, But then again, for me, Saint was a shocking choice for Resurrection, and look at where she's at now. So I I completely agree. Um, Dolly was my pick to win Resurrection. Dolly's one of my mm-hmm. personal favorites. Um, Mine as well. Was my favorite on season two. Um, Mine as well. The, <laughs> the, like, literally for the longest amount of time. So I was like, okay, like, well, I, but back to it. Zenith, I loved it. This was the yeah. prettiest I personally think Saint and Zavaleta have looked like Saint yes. looks fucking stunning with that hair. I like oh the 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 braids just when she put it on in the boudoir, I was like, this is going to be good. Yes, and I really love and I, I hated the moment last week 
with Saint and Coco talking about how like people that look like them need to be that need to be represented on this kind of show, and yeah. the choice of the braids just makes it even better for me. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think Dolly deserved the win, but I kind of maybe think it should have been a double win with Saint. I'm gonna be honest. Saint caught my attention by not moving, and I was focused on Saint the entire performance. Yeah, I I can I, agree with I, that. Um, I think because I think like Zavaleta had the fall, which amazing yes. recovery. Like first Great time around watching it, I didn't even notice until I didn't notice. I didn't notice until they talked about it in critique. Yep, I was about to say, that's happened to Zavaleta a lot. Like, the episode mm-hmm. one when they were at the bottom. Obviously, we weren't going to know behind the scenes, but, like, mm-hmm. like, but like Hoso and the guitar strap didn't notice. Yeah. Like, I do agree. Like, I can agree with the Dolly and Saint double win. I just think I'm happy Dolly finally got a win, though. That was, like, the I, big thing. The other thing I will say, I love Dolly. I think this was written specifically to give Dolly a win. I can completely agree with that. And However, while I'm not mad, <laughs> but what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, and like I said earlier, like, I think Dolly put, like potentially deserved to win in episode two because that was a genius Nosferatu character. But if you want to give, like, a true double win, they kept comparing Zavaleta and Dolly in episode three as, like, being perfect for villains, like, graphic together. Yeah. that's when they could have been the double win where it was I like, agree. you know what, you two competed so hard, like you both. But it's so it's so interesting looking at specifically this group of four because I feel like this season has so far has been there is a very clear core of up until last week I would have said six monsters that are just and I hate saying this because I don't want to invalidate anyone's drag but just at a completely different level than everyone else on the show. In the competition setting, yes. Completely, I agree. Yeah, and for me, it was these four plus Sigourney and Coco. Mm -hmm. With that, and like, we've seen a pattern, like Hoso has been in the top every week except for last week, and I could have justified her being in the top then. Zava had her bottom moment, Saint had her bottom moment, Dolly has been in the top all three episodes that they were in. Like, and Sigourney was in the top, I think, every week except for one up until this week. So, like... Her, yeah. like, Zava was in the bottom, and then it was high, high, t- like, high win, high, high again. Win, high. Yeah. Like, a lot of the records this season are, you're either high you were low or you were just sa- like, I mean, the three categories, high, low are safe, but like your safe Queens were Mary and Jade the entire season. Yeah. Like I completely agree. You know who the clear yeah. front runners are. Yeah. Even though it's still and, a big group of them. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on to glam rot. Um, I don't think this was a bad performance at all. I don't think no. it's great. But I don't think it's the worst performance they've ever had on Monsters of Rock because one team quit. So I completely agree. I feel like the vibe I was getting from this group was like if they were more put together 
look wise, I kind of get Hex Girl. If Hex Girl yeah. had four, like the different color yeah. wigs, the makeup, the like, yeah. that's the vibe I get from them. Um, yeah. Going actually into Glam Rot, my favorite moment of the episode is when Mary gets caught in Sigourney's cape. <laughs> and Sigourney uh, just rips. <laughs> like, fully is like, bitch, I don't have time for this. Like, bye. It was this, this performance was hindered by a few things. Uh-huh. Jade kind of being, you know, very, like I, I rewatched the performance because I genuinely didn't remember how Jade did. And it, there were definitely a few moments and you see like one in this gift that I pulled. Again, thank you Fandom Wiki for all of your work because uh, I did not make this. Um, we greatly appreciate Fandom Wiki. I donated to them the other day because of how much I use them for all of our podcasting. So again, much appreciation to fandom wiki but you see one moment where she's kind of like yeah she's like head bobbing but like you don't really see like she was dead behind the eyes for part of the performance it felt off and then obviously mary having a lot of issues from the wig to getting caught to the infamous shoes she was wearing vans. I know those shoes. I have worn those shoes at many a fast food job. Those are black slip-on vans shoes. And they may not even be vans. They might be the knockoff version that you can also buy for half price with the non-slip on the bottom from Walmart. That's no shade. Because, like, do what you need to do, but why are you not wearing even, like, a biscuit basket? Why are we not wearing a heel? You could have even worn, you know, they probably wouldn't have clocked it. You probably could have even worn club kid boots in this episode. And they would have been like, you know what? You were just messy. Like, they wouldn't even acknowledge the shoes. But it was the fact that you wore those slip-on, like... It was, or even like, I think in some instances, and I think Mary actually could have gotten away with it, high top chucks, I think you can get away with in this challenge, especially the like not Converse brand ones, but the ones they make with a heel. Like I think of um, Jiggly Caliente's um, variety show look for All Star 6 in the first episode, she was wearing like Converse inspired, but with a heel. Yeah. Like, that in black distressed a little bit. That would have been so fierce with this. And I also fully recognize she's a big girl. And for us big girls, it's a lot to, like, get those kinds of things. Yeah. So I also fully recognize that. It's just a uh, lot. Or, like, in my mind, because I am totally a boot queen. Like you will always see me in a thigh-high boot because I love to wear, like, a leotard or something. Like, because I'm a dancer. In my mind, yeah. I'm like, if Sigourney making your outfit would have said, hey, do you have any thigh-high boots like Sigourney is wearing? That would have been better. Because if you see Jade's wearing boots, Sigourney's wearing boots, Bitters... I think Betty's... Are- I think... I think... Oh, I'll just say Betty. I think Betty's also wearing a boot. Like, if you would have worn a boot, like, a simple black boot would have saved you. Yeah. 
because like boots like I bought my boots off Amazon for like $27 and they go all the way up to size 16. So like yeah. Granted, I got some petite feet, so I only needed a size nine in Good women's. Good for you, but... <laughs> Gal. Good for you. I'm, but yeah, a size like... I'm a size 13 and a half in women's, so <laughs> it's not a cute moment. <laughs> it's not a cute moment at all. But, it's, yeah. but it's okay. It's the <laughs> You would have worn something I... besides a span. <laughs> Absolutely. I would never even think about bringing flats. Oh, only, uh, the only time I would wear a flat is if I'm not in drag. The only time I wear <laughs> a flat in drag is when I'm cosplaying as Tina yeah. Belcher. Because I do a I Tina Belcher. I love you for that. I love I you do a, that. I do a Tina Belcher character to the song either WAP or Deep Throat by Cupcake. I hate you. And it <laughs> goes from I love you to I hate you. It's like yep. a cr crowd stealer. <laughs> they don't even care I'm wearing a flat because I'm going to be kicking and splitting and shaking uh, some flapjacks that are padded, like yeah, but not. I will. Yeah. You will never catch me in a slip-on van for no damn reason. If I'm doing a confessional, sure. I need. I need some. I need some absolute flats. I've got some flat feet, so like I'm getting all the flat. Like vans, perfect for me. One hundred percent, no question. The uh, I have two things I want to say because we've only really talked about Jade and Mary. I thought Sigourney did a very good job in her individual performance, uh -huh. but had difficulty connecting with Jade and Mary for one reason or another. And I think a little bit of that is on them and a little bit is on Sigourney. It's interesting for me to say, I think Bitter was the best. I completely agree. And I think when Sigourney gave Bitter that moment of when the chorus yeah. changed to the verse and gave her that moment to shine, yeah. she took it and... Like to me, bitter looked the best. I completely agreed with the makeup choice. Like yeah. the change and Boulay's recognized it. Like to me, bitter should not like bitter was the one that should have been safe this episode. Okay, I go back and forth and we'll talk about it when we get to the floor show. Actually, yeah. I think bitter's first, so we can talk about bitter first. Okay. But bitter, so for floor show, bitter comes out in this like glam rock moment. And for me, I do agree. I feel like someone on the team should have been safe. I go back and forth on whether it should have been Bitter or Sigourney, because we'll get to Sigourney's look last, last but best, in my opinion. Oh, I don't. Um, <laughs> but I thought this was very, like, and I, again, hate her as an individual. I think she is a disgusting human, but I can respect the fuck out of her drag, and this looks amazing. See, this was giving me, and I don't like to compare queens, like, but like the vibe when I first saw this, you, I saw bitch pudding. Mm -hmm. I saw it's the I wig, sure it's it's the ass. It's like yeah. this is where I was like, this is what I think of when I think of glam rot. Like the name, even like yeah. this was a perfect representation of what that band was supposed to be. I kind of wish she had worn this for the performance too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Fully, yeah. I thought her look in the performance was good, but, like, this would have also fit with, like, maybe, like, a pleather skirt moment, maybe, or, like, half skirt to, like, match with the pleather vibe that was going on. But, yeah. like, I can't, I really can't fault this look. 
No, this is a yes for me. I'll give the first this one for me. This is a yes for me, and I hate that I'm saying that. Because, again, disgusting human, but I can respect her drag. Um, oh, my God. Dolly. I don't know what this was, and yet I was somehow turned on by it. Okay, I did have an issue with this look. Is the it the white with the rest of the body? Because that's the issue I have. That, and then also, I'm, like, it gives me too much of Landon Sider's <sighs> runway for this challenge last season. Yeah. yeah. And that was, like, because Landon had, like, the gag of the spinning guitar. Like, it was, yeah. it, like, it gave me too much of that vibe. Like, I get, like, if Landon mm-hmm. and Disaster Arena had a baby child, a demon baby, it, it was Dolly. Dolly. It's modern Dolly. Yes. Absolutely. And, but I don't get me wrong. I love the look. It fits mm-hmm. Dolly's personality. The only issue I have seen with Dolly so far is how are they going to fulfill the glamour aspect of the core? I have had that exact same thought. Um, looking at the look, and then I, I'll, I'll talk about the whole glamour thing. Looking at the look itself, the only problem I have with it is that the face is white, the legs are like clown white, and the body is not. And that's the issue that I had with it. Um, Talking about the glamour aspect, I do really agree with you. I think they have something up their sleeve. They know how this works. They've done this twice now. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an homage to season two, Dolly, when it comes to, because I'm gonna say, I feel like at this point, if Dolly doesn't make the finale, I would be genuinely surprised. Yeah. That's the perspective I'm getting at this point. And so I know they have, I know they know how this works. I know they have something for Glamour and I feel like it's gonna be an homage to season two, Dolly. And that's the moment where they're going to be like, look at where I came from on season two. And now with their horror look, look at where I am now. That's fair. I will say the prettiest Dolly looked was in season two during the alien challenge. Mm-hmm. That was, was going to say, I was going to say during her death scene, honestly. That's fair. I loved the hair in her death scene. Yes. That was like, and Yeah. Dolly, I completely agree with you. If Dolly does not make finale or at least top four, I would be genuinely surprised because with a track record you have already, mm-hmm. if you want to, even though they say each episode's a new thing, let's be real. As it gets further on in the season, that's not necessarily going to be like the factor. That's literally the reason Louisiana Purchase didn't make the final last season. Exactly. Um because I love, I love Louisiana. Like, Louisiana was also one of my favorites from last season. Louisiana is my favorite Dragula queen. Um, there are a lot of queens that are up there. I don't know if any of the queens on this season will surpass Louisiana. It's possible. But, yeah, Louisiana is my absolute favorite Dragula, Dragula queen of all time. Like, just so absolutely perfect in every possible way for me. And they literally didn't make the finale when they should have because of track record. Yep. And there were certain challenges that I think Louisiana should have won, personally. Uh, I would love to go back and do a deep dive of seasons one through three, because, oh boy, I had a lot of problems with a lot of the things that happened on there. Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like 
Dragula judging is so interesting. Like it's, I mm-hmm. truthfully wonder like how they judge sometimes. But besides that, this well, looks Dolly. It seems, it seems like they don't acknowledge the guest judges at all, seeing as how they do a critique before they bring the guest judges even in. Yeah. So this look to me is a like soft yes because I feel like we've seen something similar to it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the body. Like if the body was the same color as the face and yeah. the legs, I would be like, okay, that's a full fantasy. For me, it's going to be a solid yas, uh, not with like a whole lot of enthusiasm, but it is a very well put together look. Yeah. So, Hoso Teratoma. Oh, I was going to say this was the best look of the floor show, but I don't think that's the case, but maybe it is. Uh, Uh, It's not, but I want it to be because it's so good. It is. is It's such a hosto take on this, and I love, I, I, I love, I love, I love. It gives me, like, I just, like, I love their facial expressions. Hoso mm-hmm. to me has some of the best facial expressions when they are in character because they play the character they are. They don't mm-hmm. just try to be themselves dressed as someone else because like mm-hmm. this, the look to me is a little, I don't want to say simple, but it's simple compared to what we've seen from Hoso already. Yes. But that doesn't take away anything from it because it's amazing. And Hoso is amazing. Yes. Yes. You know who they kind of remind me of in that aspect you were talking about of like living every character they're in? What? They they remind me so much of Vander. Or is it, uh, I, yeah, Vander Varna. Like it, it gives me like the char- the commitment to character. Yeah. It gives me Vander, it gives me Landon. And hell, it gives me bitch. So hell, who knows? Maybe Hoso's gonna win. Like. I wouldn't be mad. Wouldn't but be mad about it. Another fellow this, Seoul, South Korea queen right here. Can't be mad about it. We would love to see it, especially we had a full conversation the other day um, about the lack of Asian queens in general doing well on drag competition shows. And it would just be such a fuck you to the last like five years of drag race specifically if Hosa won, and I would love it so much. Um, as now tied for one of the first international queens to be on, even though, like, they're kind of in L.A., and, like, they they live in Seoul, but they're, like, kind of in L.A. I, I think of them similarly to, like, Zavaleta. Like, they, they, Mexico City is listed, but they live in Brooklyn. Like, it's a that sort of situation, but I just, I love Hosa. Yeah, this is a yes for me. Like, this is a yes with enthusiasm. For me. Yeah, like it's it's amazing. Absolutely. Okay, I know you have thoughts on this. I love this. I can't lie. I love this. This is a yes from me for Jade, and for me, this is the best Jade has looked all season. And I love the character that they played. And I know you're about to tear this look apart, but I just want to say how much I love. I I. I it's it's a yasa for me. Okay, I actually like I don't hate this look as much as you think I do. Oh. My only okay, critique, it, <laughs> my only critique is I would have done a different hair color. Absolutely, could not agree with you more. <laughs> that is because like this jacket is like a light pink. 
you've got an orange like orange and light pink are not colors that for me are gonna go together very well like it's gonna gonna be a very specific shade because i love these boots i love the outfit if Mm -hmm. the hair was like black black maybe even blonde like a full blonde moment like like anything that is not a colorful because it's too much different color Mm -hmm. um i'm obsessed with that bra i love the bra with the baby like i love yeah i love i love the corset i love that like iridescent like purple like i love Mm -hmm. um and i love the fringe jacket i love a good fringe moment they're fun to twirl in i know she's having the time of her life she Mm -hmm. actually put on a show she smashed the damn guitar like it's a yes for me i would only change the hair only one to smash a guitar what which is funny to me because like in season uh two they had like chainsaws on disco balls like (laughs) i forgot about that until just now and i'm remembering it and just like oh my god chainsaws on disco balls like we had spinning guitars last season Uh like oh my god i just i yeah it's the lip gloss <laughs> moment for me. Like how it's long? It's the lip gloss and the cocaine for me. It was so how. Hard. It was how long it was because she was fully putting on lip gloss for like ten seconds, and they Second? were like, oh. they were like, no, we're keeping it all in. Like she's fully I... getting her face ready on stage. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. I can't be mad at it. It's a yas no. for me from Jade. It's a yas for me too. I would just change the hair. Yeah. Zava is an interesting one. I think it's I think it's good. Um I love the don't fuck with the queer kids message. I agree. And it's, I I love yeah. the bald head. That yes. like bald head stands out. I love the gags that they had and my favorite part of their floor show is when they're balancing on one leg and using their other leg as a guitar. Like so good. Like so much talent and i completely agree with when the judges said for zava you look the most authentically punk like you look yeah. like this is your genre because mm-hmm. zava's serving um yes. i think my i don't even know if i have like a big critique for this the only thing i would say is like on the boots maybe put some spikes to kind of make the bottom more cohesive with the top or even not even spikes put um safety pins yeah, something. Because the boots are just black confu- leather. Yeah, it was confusing why the safety pins stopped at her chin. Yeah. But it's a Yasa for me. I think it's very, it's a solid, very good look from Zappa. Yeah, it's it's a Yas compared to a lot of other people in this, like, this runway. It's very middle of the pack. Like, it's not the worst, Agreed. but it's not the best. Um, but the gags that they had and them putting their hands over the, like, fireworks, like, Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say something that I have not said on this season of the Boulay Brothers Dragula. Okay. This is a Yasa for me from Mary Cherry. I love this. Okay. Um, it's not all there, and I recognize that. But I, 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 I don't know specifically what it is. I love this. But not for this challenge. I would say 
Um, I can see where you're saying that. The because to me, I get from this, I get like burlesque. I get like a showgirl. I don't yeah. get like rock god from this outfit, and I think it's because of how. I don't want to say how camp it is because it's not. I'm not blaming the level of camp, but what I would yeah. blame is the wings could have been done something more, and the fact you're just like pulling them off, like you didn't really yeah. add much to the thing. I love yeah. the little two braids, but like I also <laughs> kind of get Viking from it. Like it's it's got yeah. a lot of different areas, but just not rock. I can see that. For me, it gives like I it's. I feel like it's been done for Monsters of Rock and the Boulets liked it. So that's why I'm like, I don't remember who, but I feel like something similar to this was done and the Boulets liked it. So I don't, for me, it gives rock. It doesn't give traditional rock, but it kind of gives a little bit of like glam rock in the way that Bitter did, but in a very different way than Bitter did. Yeah. I do like, like this the... would be. With okay. the makeup, it's more cohesive. Like, it, when they go yes. in on her face, it makes sense. But if you don't show her face, like... Yeah. This, she would be, like, for me, she would be the drummer of the glam rock band. That, okay. I, like, like, I like just in that. the background, the devil horns, the wings, just, like, like, playing those drums, doing her thing. Like, I could see it. Yeah, I just, for me, like, not this challenge, but, like, Fair. then again, there also hasn't been a challenge so far that this would have been good for. So it's like. <laughs> I mean, this would have been better than her vampire look, I will say that. <laughs> it's the fish. Oh, she was it's a fish. It's the fish. Anything would have been better than a fish. And I understand it's a vampire fish. I still don't like it. No, it was bad. Anyways. No. Saint. I, I, I feel the same way about Saint that I do with Zava. Very solid, very polished, very good. A little underwhelming given the category. And unfortunately, that's kind of how I felt about Saint in this season. Yeah, see, I get instant, like that gif right there where it uses Saint's body as the eye. I get Iron Man because oh, of the like... Yeah, yeah I but see it. I love this look i completely agreed with the critiques of like saint just needed to play it up more like use those horns do something with it but what's really mm -hmm. funny about it is if you look at sigourney's outfit from the wild west outfit or the challenge when she does uh -huh. the reveal that is the same chest thing that is on sigourney's just in 3d because in Sigourney's, Shut it's, yeah, it's it the is. like it's the exact same. Which I was like, I wonder if they noticed that at all. Um, obviously, you don't change looks, or you probably don't have the time. No. But like, to me, this is like a yes because of the wig, because of the attachments on like the skirt area mm -hmm. of like the dagger. Like, mm -hmm. it's got the added little things to make like to push it over. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, it's very much so how I feel about Zava. Very good, very polished, very, like, good, but a little whelming. I'm not even going to say underwhelming. It's just a little whelming for me. I think it's because we've seen from Saint so many better looks in a sense. Like, Saint is known for, like, fashion yeah. in a sense. 
Yeah. And like, the Boulets have said it too. Like she brings fashion to Dragula in a way that no one else has ever done. Yeah. So I still think she should have gotten a joint a joint win with Dolly this week, but it's a very solid Yasa from me. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy, we're here. We have made it. And I okay, so I will say on our Canada's drag race coverage. I just said that I had I was one tired of Marie Antoinette and two that Adriana did the best Marie Antoinette on drag race that I've seen since Raja. Now yeah. this is not drag race, so I can be completely separate in saying this is the best Marie Antoinette look I've seen on Dragula. <laughs> <laughs> this is just I have one critique. And it's not even about the look itself. It's just when is Sigourney going to give horror or filth? You know, that's fair. My one critique with the outfit is I wish the legs matched the color of the face. I agree. That's like my only critique because we clocked yeah. Dolly for it with the body. Yeah. Like, but I completely agree with you because, like, from Sigourney, it's this like, high fashion glamour which is like a very interesting concept because we Mm -hmm. haven't truly seen any horror it's like the literally dolly and sigourney are like reverse of each other they are the polar opposites of each other in a way that i also feel like and this might be alluding to top four potentially i feel the exact same way about zava and hosa that's fair. Like, in like that they are giving exact opposites and need to like not pull from the other, but like like truly they are opposites when it comes to this competition. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree with that statement. But I... like Marie Antoinette kiss, excuse the fuck out of me. Everything's right about the look, from the hair to the accessories to these fans. I my I wish with the fans there was something on the fan besides just being a plain black, black fan. Um, because I like wish there were, I wish it was silver accents specifically. But yes, I I agree. I was about to say something just to like that's that little like critique though but, because the Gordy just delivers yeah. so good like. <laughs> But what I will say, actually, looking at this GIF multiple times, because we've seen it about 30 times since we started talking about Sigourney, would, if she had, like, painted anything on, would that have affected the moment of her shooting down the sparks that we just saw with the fan? Like, would the paint have affected anything? Would she have caught on fire? We don't know. And if she would have caught on fire, you know the Boulets would have ate that up. They just said, you know what, Sigourney, you uh-huh. caught on fire for your floor show. Like, you're safe. <laughs> Literally, you caught on actual fire. You don't have to go through this shock therapy that we're about to put you through. Uh, <laughs> They're like, medically, we can't put you through shock therapy. <laughs> medically, you're safe. Yeah. That, maybe that's what Mary was thinking when wearing those flats, being like, I didn't want to slip. Stop it. No. No. Oh my god. 
this is going to be a two-hour episode, and I was not expecting it to be, but honestly, I'm fine with it. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It is what it is at this point. Um, we also didn't even talk about the uh, guest judges, Poppy, um, who I love. <laughs> She's so scary in all the right ways. Like, She's yeah. like that cute, scary girl that like you know is there, but you never interact with. But then when you have to interact with that, you yes. <laughs> but like, I I liked Poppy's like opening statement about extermination. Like it was just like so cynically cute. And that is Poppy. So. Uh-huh. Again, I don't have much exposure to Poppy. The most I have is Crystal Method. <laughs> but someone else who, honest to God, once she's out of her Drag Race contract, Dragula season 14, I would love to see it. Or who knows, you may see her as a guest judge alongside Trixie Mattel. <laughs> or maybe someone will be a guest judge on Queen of the Universe with Trixie. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it was Poppy, um, which made sense because they're performing her song. And Rachel True, who is a horror actress. She was on the last season. Love seeing a Black woman, not only in the horror genre, but also judging. She's one of my favorite guest judges. Her energy, is you can literally feel her energy through like the show. Like She is genuine. Like She is... It's like you feel her passion when she's talking. And like, if I was being judged by her, I would take everything to heart because she's just. Yeah. Who else I loved from episode one, Tananary Do. Uh huh. She also was very like, I'm not horror in like the drag sense, but I can respect the hell out of your art. Like, I love the perspective of people that aren't, that are horror that aren't necessarily drag. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Vanessa Hudgens being so into blood right now. Um, <laughs> but me honestly living for her critiques because I thought they were actually, like, really valid. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Um, so we go to the stage, and the Boulets did their little before-the-critique mini-moment together. Um, also want to point out, last episode, in the intro, they were not wearing the same outfit. And then this episode, they're wearing the same outfit with alternating wigs. What is happening? Are they starting to become their own queen? I still don't know who is who. Don't do this, Boulets. I would like you to stay tall Boulet and small Boulet. And I don't want to have to learn your names to talk about how the outfits are different. Not going to lie. So I started watching this show season one. And Mm -hmm. me and one of my best friends in undergrad... Would, the only way we knew them was by their makeup because small boule used to have better makeup than tall boule. But now, <laughs> but now they're on You're equal levels. But now they're on equal levels because the, that's sa- this the same person painting both of them. We know, like we know. Who's the makeup artist in the credits? I'm like, is it Vander? Did they pull a Raven and just have Vander do it? Like, no. You know who it would be if it was a Dragula Queen? It would be Melissa B. Fierce. Oh, absolutely. Melissa B. Fierce's face. Who, I will say, should make the transition to Drag Race. We've seen it one way now. I would like to see it the other way. 
I would be interesting to see, like interested to see that. Another queen I would be very interested to see potentially do that is someone like Dahlia Black. Oh, I, I didn't even think of Dahlia, but yes. Um, I mean, Madeline Hatter had been, you know, rumored to be on Drag Race for a few years. Eva Destruction, the same way. Uh-huh. Meatball is so entrenched in the Drag Race world that she doesn't have to go on. No. But I still would love to see it. But I think they would, I don't think that on US Drag Race, they would respect Meatball the way that she needs to be respected. For me, the number, the two I think would do exceptionally well. Well, maybe not one of them. I think Melissa would do so well. And I would like to think that Erica Clash would do so well. But I would be afraid of the curse of all of the Asian queens going home in the first four episodes. Yeah. So, unless your name is Kim Chi. So, like... Jujube. Or Jujube. Which, speaking of, Juju back on television. Literally, Juju. <laughs> and might, she might be on two programs at once. We'll talk about it eventually. But, like, uh-huh. oh, boy. I I but live for, Oh, and Manila Luzon. We forgot about her. Fuck. <laughs> but those are legit. Like, yeah. it's... You... Yeah, you can see it, though. Like, that was a big thing on Drag Race. Because, like... Yua Hamasaki, I had high hopes for. Uh, like, <laughs> Soju, who we will never talk about. Because I don't acknowledge her name because that's a predator. I uh, have well, I have a story about Soju because I was definitely put almost. Yeah. So, anyways, that's for another topic. Oh, okay. 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 Um. But no, I agree with you on the faces of <laughs> Little Boulet and Big Boulet. I just, yeah, I the little conversation that they have before the judging, to me, it's just so interesting because it's like they already have like their decisions before they hear the judges' critiques. But mm-hmm. also it's all it's just so misleading sometimes. Interesting and yet inconsequential uh-huh. is how I feel. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's something else, but everyone gets their critiques and then the Boulets pull a Miss Paul and they're like, we don't see everything that's going on. Who do you think should be exterminated and why? And everyone says Mary. Yeah. Every single person. Mary almost says Mary. She doesn't. She doesn't answer. But everyone says Mary. And I just would like to focus specifically on tall Boulay looking over at small Boulay. I think when Bitter is giving her reasoning and fully being like, what? Yeah. Like having a full to camera what the fuck is happening moment definitely like it was like but what's interesting about that whole situation is that they started with Zavaleta mm-hmm. because Zavaleta says Mary and they zoom in on Sigourney's face looking the direction of Zavaleta and being like really and that's when like 
because obviously Zavaleta and Mary, their conversations and banter back and forth is always so interesting. Like it's, we don't know if they love each other, if they hate each other. Like, I don't know what their vibe is towards each other, but like, I don't know. From there and then everyone speaking in the other group praising Sigourney and saying no one else did anything. Sigourney did everything. And then they get to Sigourney and then it goes to Bitter and Bitter says Mary, but does not defend Mary at all until we get back to the cauldron. But that's another topic. Like <laughs> We'll dive into that very shortly. I just, like, it was expected and yet so unexpected because, like, the boulets are great. Yeah. But it was very obvious by this episode that they, for some reason, wanted to do everything in their power to keep Mary out of the bottom. Yeah. And... Just the the moment. I think the tall one is Drakmorda. I think. No, the tall one's Swanthula. Are you sure? I'm like ninety nine sure. I need to look. Hold on. I have my computer open. Why am I not looking on that? But because we are double monitoring today. Um. Okay, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Fandom wiki yet again being our savior currently. Um. Jack Morta is Tall Boulet. Oh, okay. Then I've always had it wrong. LOL. <laughs> I, think I've had it wrong. I think I've had it wrong up until this season. So I'm going to think Drac Morta, Dracula, he's tall, she's tall. That's how I'm going to remember it. Okay. It makes no sense, but that's how I'm going to remember it. Um, yeah, so everyone says Mary. And then Drac is like, well, Mary, what do you have to say? Like, fully just, like, defeated. And I'm like, what is this, like, what, what is this? And she, Mary is like, I don't know. I can't answer this question. I just feel very, like, caught off guard, heartbroken. And in a way, I can understand that because everyone said her when she had a good relationship. I would say a decent enough relationship with Zaba a good relationship with Jade, a decent relationship with Bitter, uh-huh. and, like, an okay relationship with everybody else in the competition. And so I can understand everyone saying Mary, and I can also understand where Mary was in that moment. Uh-huh. Um, no, I agree. And honestly, my opinion, my thought is, if it was a split vote between anyone else and Mary, I think that other person potentially would have gone home. Because when you look at the extermination, like, these exterminations have been very interesting because they don't truthfully show who you would think would go home. Like, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. The editing of this one specifically uh-huh. confused the hell out of me. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there very shortly. Um, so we find out that Zenith wins. I don't think anyone was surprised by that. I don't think the monsters were surprised by that whatsoever. Um, And the win, finally, thankfully, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Boulez. Dali has finally gotten a win on Dragula, and it is about fucking time. Because there are so many challenges that, truthfully, 
Dolly should have won, not just on season four, but also on season two. And while I do love Saint for Resurrection, I truthfully it was like Dolly for me. It was Dolly for me, like in well, my mind. For me, I it, for me it was Kendra, just because I love Kendra. And well, I actually we can. I would love to dive into Resurrection at some point because that's also an enigma. For me, Kendra was third place. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that opinion, but for me, Kendra was third. A lot and of Kendra people would put Victoria third. Agreed. A lot of people would also potentially put Priscilla third. Priscilla, yeah. I was thinking Priscilla because I, I like Priscilla as well. Priscilla has her problems, but I think she's fine. I think she's a good drag artist. She has her issues outside of drag, but I think she's, an, she's a perfectly wonderful drag artist and did perfectly wonderful on her season. Um, yeah, but for me, Kendra was third. Kendra was the winner, even though I was very happy to see Saint win. And I was very happy to see now Dali also win, in a sense, without getting the money. They have their, they have their, they have their, uh, pop and OnlyFans, though, so it's fine. Um, but Dali wins. We didn't even talk about the prize. We've been here for an hour and 45 minutes. We didn't talk about the prize for this episode, which is a feature in a comic for Heavy Metal Magazine, which is like, I don't know that much about the heavy metal community, but I can understand and like see that that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, it's so just like cool. And like the fact that like, there's gonna be art made about you. You're gonna be playing a character like in a comic that is going to be sold nationwide and it's got its own little like. Yeah, like you've got it's got its own fan base. It's got like Dolly's name was like fairly large for Dracula. Like this is just going to open more doors to Dracula. Yeah, I was so mad. I was supposed to go to Phoenix Pride to work the other weekend. I ended up not going, but one of my goals was to meet Dolly, and I didn't get the opportunity to. And I'm still mad about it, but it's okay. Um. I'll get my chance. They live an hour and a half north from me, so... That's not that bad. No. Um, the rest of Team Zenith is safe, obviously. High, I would say. And yep. we find out that the entire team of Glamrot is up for extermination. Yeah. Do we agree with that? I honestly, like, there's two ways I'm viewing it. One, it was a team challenge. They all should have been at the bottom. But notoriously, Boulez and Dragula has not done it that way, where someone still could potentially be safe. I think back to um, season Kendra. two. Yeah, Kendra. season two, where it was Victoria and Kendra, but then you had Abora and James who were safe. And then you look at season three, where it's uh, Yovska. Madeline and uh, Hollow, but two of them are safe, and it's Louisiana and maybe Landon. I think it may have been Landon for that one. Were safe. Yeah, like it was. It was like the band of five, but two of them were safe. And so this is the first time. Oh yeah, because they did they did it at nine for some reason. So there was a band of five. Yeah. Yeah, and so now magically you've got two bands of four and they're putting the entire band up for extermination when this was probably 
the best losing band out of all three seasons. I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. Um, it's it's difficult. I think for me, while I do fully recognize that, yes, like everyone, they they all did bad. It was a team. They all should have been on the bottom. I also, in that same vein, for me, I think the bottom two definitively were Mary and Jade. And I think they had this extermination challenge already planned. And I don't think it would have mattered who was in the losing band. I think they all would have been up based solely on the logistics of the extermination challenge. No, I agree. Because there were definitely like, there's a reason there were four chairs in there. Like, it's not like they built that after they announced that your entire band was going to be. No, I completely agree. So I don't agree with the fact that Bitter was there. I think Bitter out of their entire band should have been the most safe. And then I think Sigourney would be next. But with learning about the backstory and the cauldron of Sigourney basically saying, no, I can handle everything. I've got it. I'm the leader. And not allowing other members to help in the group. I think that's what also solidifies Sigourney needing to be in the bottom. Yes. Um, for reference, I looked it up once again. I didn't know there would be this many uh, thank yous to Fandom Wiki in this episode, but thank you, Fandom Wiki. Um, so in that challenge, in the bottom team, it was Louisiana and Landon that were safe, and the bottom three were Madeline, Hollow, and Yovska. With Yovska getting extra, which Yovska should not. <laughs> That was another episode where I'm like, they really just said we need to get rid of Yovska. <laughs> I would love to do a deep dive into season three because, oh boy, it was a disaster of a beautiful mess. Yes. Um, <laughs> just everything. But yes, in the cauldron, it ends up being Bitter and Mary versus Sigourney and Jade, uh-huh. essentially. For most of it, it is Sigourney versus Bitter and Mary, Jade makes herself known later on in the argument. Um, but basically it's like Sigourney did everything because Mary couldn't was do there, anything. couldn't do anything, didn't want Bitter to do any of it. Yeah. And also we know Jade doesn't know how to sew. So but also, I would like to point out and ask the question, what exactly was there to do other than Sigourney making Mary's outfit? See, and that is, like, the interesting question. Because, like, if Mary asks Sigourney to help, the only thing Sigourney could take from Mary is... Yeah, if we would add some stones or something, you could do that. Or let me get your measurements. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could have taught Mary how to sew. It's not like it's going to be, like, the perfect time because it's also a competition. But, like... And if they, I think if they had a better relationship, maybe that's what would have happened. Yeah. With Mary making it and Sigourney just overseeing. But it also sounds like... They went out to get stuff, which is also a really weird 
thing given like production of a reality TV show and also like COVID being a part of this whole thing. Yep. Um, the sounds of it is that people went out to do things and it was all of Zenith and Sigourney. And that Bitter and Jade and Mary just weren't there. I was very interested. I wish they talked more about that because, like, I'm still unsure, like, did they, like, all go to meet at someone's place to do something? Did they all, like, did all of them get invited to go help and work? Like, the conversation yeah. didn't allude to much beside the fact that Sigourney did everything and yes. Bitter Jade and Mary did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And then mid-conversation, you know, Mary is being the Mary character that we know her to be. Yeah. But this is the first time that Jade is seeing it. And so Jade pipes in being like, I don't normally see you. I see you as this upbeat person, like, with the conversation we had on the first day of this challenge. That's the person I see you as. And seeing you in the challenge and now in this moment being this different person this is weird i don't like this yeah like why are you doing this and i'm not gonna comment on this specifically there are people online that have said that it is the direct result of misogyny against sigourney i don't want to comment on that because we don't know the whole story yeah, I think there have been comments that have made the edit that definitely can make you question a lot of things. Because I was watching a yes. YouTube video on this, I think, yesterday about it. Was it was it um, Dragula Queens hating the AFAB Queen? Because I watched I, that one. It may have been. And the only comment that I strongly disagree with is when Mary looks at Sigourney, very first episode, very first time seeing her, and goes, nice breastplate. I agree. That is the only comment that I've been like, I don't like that response. Like, that's not the response yeah. that should have been given. But I don't feel like in the edits they've shown it to where, because like, and this is where Zava and Mary have gotten a lot of their hate is flat out because of this sort mm -hmm. of like response and to how people are seeing Sigourney. Like everyone's supporting Sigourney, which I appreciate, but I don't yes. think that the hate that they're giving is due to Sigourney being AFAB. I think it's, they just I don't, I, they don't get along with Sigourney. They think that she's playing a game, which has been mentioned every episode that Sigourney's mm -hmm. just playing a game. Like, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. I think again, I, I don't want to speak directly on the misogyny issue because again, we're not seeing anything, everything, Mary talked about it in the episode and then also talked about it on Twitter, how her and Sigourney have had full convert, like a full conversation. I don't know if it was multiple, but a full conversation about losing their mothers. Yeah. And they bonded and they had this moment that either wasn't filmed or what didn't make the edit for some reason, because they're trying to, and it, a lot of it is an editing thing. I'm going to acknowledge that very directly. I think a lot of the hate that Zava and Mary are getting, unfortunately, I think it has to do with the fact that they're not white. Yeah. And I think if the roles were reversed and you saw Sigourney saying things against Mary, 
I don't know that Sigourney would be getting the amount of hate that Mary is getting. No. And if she was doing this to Zava, I don't think she would be getting the same amount of of pushback that Zava is getting. And it's just flat out disgusting. And I, I mean, we see it in every drag franchise. We see it, except for the ones where, you know, like España, where plot twist, everyone's Spanish. Shocker. Um, <laughs> I would have never guessed. <laughs> but like, it, it is so interesting. Another thing that I would love to talk about down the line, because I love drag race and Dragula and Camp Wanakiki is also its own like cute little entity on the side. We love them too. Uh-huh. But I would like the perception of queens, the fandom, just like the the concept of like the edit being an additional queen is just something that like has served white queens throughout the years and has not served all of the queens of color across the years. And I'm not saying that everyone is perfect and I'm not saying that people aren't with their flaws because there are definitely a few drag race and Dragula queens that I dislike for one reason or another. One of them is on this season we're currently talking about. Um, a lot of them are white, a lot of them are POCs. That like for me, like it's a completely separate thing. It's just point blank, it's disgusting, gross period. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because we've said a lot on it unless you have anything else to say. No, I agree. Um, I think I think the reality check for Sigourney was necessary. I think mm-hmm. this concept of I want to do everything, but then when someone does ask if they can help, that should have been shown. I yes. personally believe that needed to be shown in the footage because it mm-hmm. makes Mary look worse. It does. Like, and that's where like I wish, and I haven't looked up Sigourney or anything, but I wish Sigourney would be like, yeah, no, you." she did ask me for help, and she kind of touched on it in one of her confessionals and said she oh, would no. just sit there. But, like, Bitter going in on her was a little unnecessary, and that's why I like Jade's comment, like, in the next confessional mm-hmm. is, like, Bitter's just trying to be a pot star, because the mm-hmm. range of Bitter's emotions in this episode is just frantic. Like, it's like, discouraged and then discouraged again and then I'm going to argue with Jade and get very opinionated and then I feel great and then I hold the group together and then I'm going to attack and that like it's it's it was too much like I was like yeah. your your story is very interesting in this episode bitter I couldn't agree more um almost at the two hour mark but should we talk about the this extermination because oh boy this one is funny like, to me, it's the funniest of the exterminations. This, for me, is also the most Dragula of the exterminations so far. Interesting. See, because I, Oh, you go. I, I was... Uh, my whole thing was just, like, the first extermination, sure, bearing alive, we've seen it before. So, yes, that is, that is Dragula. There's also not a clear definition of what a Dragula extermination challenge is, and that's why we can do skydiving on the first episode of season three and we can do um leeches and we can do a mechanical bull which is the one i question out of the four. Oh, hands down but this felt like this felt like the ones we've seen on previous seasons i think that's what i'm trying to say yeah see i personally 
think the leeches one is the most Dracula of the season because I think okay. it's one of their first times to actually incorporate other live animals or like live which inside. I don't love no it's not exactly like a love but like it's leeches are like a genuine fear for a lot of people yeah. um, and so like it was very interesting to see that because I love it when they actually show a queen's like fear and like them actually overcoming it that's why like Zavaleta from episode one to episode two I loved mm-hmm. um, and then the mechanical bull is just <laughs> interesting but I mean, some people have a fear of mechanical bulls. Cool. I don't think many people have a fear of mechanical bulls, but that's beside yeah. the point. Um, so yes, they're doing group shock therapy in the Dreadnought Electrocutioner. <laughs> I loved now, the name. The name was everything. Drax's um, performance of explaining this uh, extermination is also just great. Just like deadpan. We're going to put you all in the dreadnought electrocutioner and you're gonna electrocute each other and that's what i want to talk about and we might get to two and a half hours and i'm sorry that you're still awake because i know it's late but (laughs) so they all are strapped into this machine that doesn't look very safe no it looks like a roller coaster (laughs) it looks like jack morta made it herself and hell, she probably did. She probably did. She probably did. Because um, I feel as though Swan Thula is like the one that like does the floor show stuff. Uh-huh. And I feel as though Drac Morda, and she's kind of touched on it in the like critique by themselves that are misleading moments. She's like, I just need to put them through my torture devices. And so uh-huh. it's like, I. I love seeing that kind of division as well, because I also think, and I'd have to look back, I think Swan Thula has done most of the presenting of the floor show challenges. No, you're completely right. I definitely, like, I've noticed that too, because I would always be like, why is the tall one not talk as much? Mm-hmm. Like, legit, why does tall yeah. boy not talk as much? Because I noticed that too. And they would have, like, their little, like, chimes mm-hmm. about something related to extermination. Um mm-hmm. This extermination, kind of the same way how I feel about the last one, though, uh, the mechanical bull riding, it doesn't show what I feel like it needs to show, if that makes sense. Like, mechanical bull riding, in my sense, was like, how do we know that Saint beat Coco? There was no definitive, like, like the editing made it, yeah, like, it's not a, we know who wins, we know who loses. Same with this one. And the interesting part about it was the comment that like it is group shock therapy. You get to choose who you want to shock. But the thing was, is I felt like all four of them got shocked every single round. Do you? Because for me, I just don't know if she was not giving a reaction or she wasn't being shocked, but it looked like Mary had the least of the four. I'm going to be very honest. Like it was like, No, that is fair. I was going to talk on that. Like, I feel like because, I don't know, some of the reactions also just felt a little, like, fake in this one. Because we've seen a shock challenge before on Dracula with Mm -hmm. season three, Priscilla and Madeline. And I loved, that's one of my favorites from season three. Yeah. But then we see this one and it's like, 
ah oh god it hurts ah like <laughs> it was like so i feel like well so we see we kind of see where everyone's button pushing but none of the buttons are like distinctly labeled from our view yeah and so like from my understanding bottom right was sigourney okay and mary hit sigourney every single time and i feel like sigourney and jade may have switched off between giving it to bitter and mary and i feel like bitter probably gave all of hers to sigourney because it seemed like sigourney was getting shocked the most based on the reaction and i do agree with you some of the bitter specifically her reactions were kind of like ah i'm getting shocked where jade you could tell she was getting shocked and she loved every moment of that and that is the first I hate using Dragula as a verb and like an adjective, but that is the first Dragula moment I've seen from Jade in four episodes. I agree. But the thing is, is even by that logic, I'm like, who shocked Jade? Because if Mary was shocking mm. Sigourney, Sigourney mm. was shocking Bitter and Mary, Jade was sh shocking Bitter and Mary, I don't think Bitter, Bitter, Bitter could have thrown like one on her, but I don't think she would have thrown every single one on no. Jade, and I feel like Jade got shocked every round as well. And so that's where yeah. I was, like, very interested, because all four of them looked like they were getting shocked every round, even I though yeah. oh, Mary, had, no, Mary had no reaction, like you said. Like I would have loved if, in editing, even, they had been, like, they had, like, like go quad cam, and, like, from the angle they were doing it at was also at a disadvantage, because it was like looking down, but you couldn't see the full pad. And yeah. so I almost wish they had gone quad cam and been like, um, like told us who shocked who. Yeah. I almost wish that because that would have given a better idea going into the extermination. And I'll be honest, I thought we were losing bitter. See, I didn't think we were losing Bitter. I thought we were losing Jade. I also, I, well, we can talk about it. We finally lose Mary Cherry. Yeah. And I say finally in the sense that, like, again, great drag artist. I just don't know if Dragula was the right fit for Mary in the same way that I don't think Drag Race was a great fit for Jade and for a lot of Drag Race queens. Yeah. Um... We lose Mary, and I was genuinely surprised. I could have seen it. I, I, I thought, given the critique, I thought it would have been either bitter based on being in the bottom multiple times or Mary because everyone said Mary. But I was kind of more in the camp that I thought it was going to be bitter. And then when Mary pops out in this club... I was like, oh, okay. See, the reason I didn't think we were losing Bitter is because of their runway and their performance in the challenge. I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, Bitter will be safe. Like, it's truthfully between Jade and Mary because kind of like you said, like, they were the bottom two and it was pretty obvious. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I think the nail in the coffin was when everyone said Mary's name because this is one of those exterminations where like it really could like like you're just in the extermination to be in it like it could have been in everyone's mm-hmm. in this extermination and they know exactly who's going home yeah yeah and I, I definitely think that was the way it was last week like they knew they were sending Coco home and they put Saint in the bottom as like a bitch step your pussy up yeah like sort of moment and i think that was definitely i don't think that was the case for bitter because bitter has already been in in an extermination i think it was definitely a step your pussy up to sigourney yeah not necessarily in the way that you're presenting your drag on this competition but in the way that you are being you the way you are around other people and working with other people because we kind of saw this same sort of thing with Sigourney when we go back to episode two working with Astrid Uh and Astrid had very similar like critiques of Sigourney when it came to that challenge and so I think it's just a thing of Sigourney not necessarily working the best in groups yeah um but we lose Mary. She walks into this club and gets choked out by two big hairy thighs. And Listen, honestly, that seems fitting for Mary. It does. And that would be the way I would want to go out on Agreed. Dracula. Like, looking at any past extermination, I'm like, truthfully, that would have been the best way to go out. Like, my favorite is I, I know I keep talking about Kendra, but Kendra's death scene is one of my absolute favorites. But she opens the card. The anthrax, yep, the anthrax card. Um, Coco's I thought was just so unique and different and it, like so good. Um, the way they foreshadowed Coco's though from literally the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like because when you, yeah, the way that both the bottoms were animals and they kept talking about food, like looking for something and to eat. Tr- Drac Morta literally goes, here, piggy, 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 in the intro. As soon as I saw Coco as a pig, I was like, oh, Coco's gone. Yeah. Like, it was just, but yeah. I think the, the other one for me, I think maybe the way I would want to die, but I would also be really fucking scared, was Eva's. The, um... Oh, uh, the... The bell. The one uh-huh. the that's called. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to think of which one from a past season I would want. Um... Or meatballs. I really like meatballs. The chickens. <laughs> meatballs was hilarious. Oh, I liked Sochi Mochis from season one. The um, liquid the, liner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There were there have been some really good exterminations. Um, Saints was oh. also one of the most beautifuls in like season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Erica Clash. In the elevator. <laughs> yes. So good. Um, oh, God. I just, I need to rewatch Dragula now, is what I need to do. Yeah. Because it's so good. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember really liking Hollows. Oh, it was the plastic bag. It was the plastic bag. Yeah. Because I just was... thought of, do you ever feel like a plastic bag, like a plastic bag, like a plastic bag? Um, <laughs> I really liked what's her name. I don't remember her name, but she was always Maxi Glamour. The- <gasps> Maxi's, yeah. The du- like head, head cut in half. 
that genuinely scared me. Like, that was one I watched and I was like, I didn't expect them to do that. That's also one of my favorite challenges that they've ever done because it was so The Dungeons and Dragons challenge, amazing. Yes, I want them to bring back some sort of fantasy challenge like that. So good. I think we're going to get a little bit of fantasy next week. I don't know if you saw what the challenge is or what the episode is titled. It's Ghost Ship Glamour. Interesting. Very. I'm very interested in what it is. Um, Yes, the plastic bag repeat. That will be my signature. That will be part of my signature uh, mix when I finally start doing actual drag. Um, it, I've decided it. But, um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they do. It yeah. feels very alien challenge from season two a little bit. So I'm curious if there's like an additional part to it um but yeah i'm like you said at the start which was two hours ago this 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 season keeps getting better and better as we go on well have you been seeing what the queens have been tweeting about this next episode this next episode they're saying is going to be the most drama filled I saw Hoso's tweet specifically. Yeah. Um, like, I, uh, are we going to be here for three hours next week? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I know, I'm so interested to see how it goes. Same. Same, same, same. Well, we should wrap it up because we have been here for over two hours. And yes. it has been an absolute joy, but a bitch is tired. <laughs> I feel. (laughs) But Natalia, icon, legend, star, thank you so much for finally making your debut on the channel. Of course. Thank you. We will see you in a YouTube reality program at some point in the coming months. At some point. Yeah. There are two and an episode zero episodes of uh, the penthouse season four. Go check out those two and a half episodes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> they're there go watch them go watch us talk about them uh and all of your social links are on screen and in the description and all of that and we adore you yes thank you so much for having me this was so much fun um hopefully jordan will be back and i can be back to actually officially meet her as well yes i need that to happen because you are the same person. Like, <laughs> in a lot of ways, the same. you two are the same person. Uh, and I see it, and, like, again, it's an energy thing for me as well. Like, I feel the same energy, but it's lovely and wonderful and great. Um, and overall, for the Fallout TV, we'll be back next week. We're done for the week. Woo! I get four days off, and boy, am I happy about it. <laughs> Oh, I don't have a I don't have a banner for it. I don't think available. But if you're watching this on the day, either the day we're doing this or the day after, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash codergirlchan. Natalia and I will be on tomorrow. Jordan will be on. Um, we'll be slicing our friends. And it's very exciting. And go check out Chanel, friend of the friend of the pod. She's been on once. We've got her on once. <laughs> one time for Big Brother, and I'll take it. (laughs) But, (laughs) But with that, 
We will bid you all adieu. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye. 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 Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye.